Hey, I want to share just one simple thought with you, and don't worry, um, it's only going to be about 10 minutes, uh, and so you'll, you'll get your lunch, you'll get out of here. Um, but I want to read one scripture in Luke 2, and um, the, the story of Christmas um, according to Luke, and it says this, in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. The first registration took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So everyone went to be registered, each to his own town. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the family line of David, to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Then she gave birth to, the firstborn, to her firstborn son, And she wrapped him tightly in a cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. One thing that um, I love about Christmas and find amusing about Christmas, especially holiday season, is that uh, often we'll go away um, to different places. Maybe we'll go away on a holiday with our family or we'll go to visit family and we'll leave a nice uh, maybe comfortable house where you've got maybe some different bedrooms for different people and we'll all squeeze in to one room to enjoy Christmas. And you know that if you've got kids and family that uh, squeezing into a room with kids is anything but enjoyable. But somehow we do it and we, we put up with it and or we'll go away on a holiday and we'll book an apartment or a, a, we'll take a caravan or take a tent and like to enjoy ourselves we'll squish together as tightly as we can. And I imagine that the first Christmas was very much like that. The The census was being taken and everyone had to go back to their hometown, to their family, to to be registered, to be counted. And so this was no different for Joseph and Mary. They were going back to Bethlehem uh, to stay, to be counted for the census. Now, it says that there was no guest room available and and probably what was happening back then, I know we've got um, stories of an activity scene with the inn and the innkeeper and it probably wasn't really an inn or an innkeeper. That's not um, really in the Bible at all. That's just something that... Uh, has come into our our nativity minds. Probably what happened was Joseph went to a family, uh, a family's house that was from his family. Maybe a a parent, maybe an aunt or an uncle or a brother or a sister. He went back to one of his family's homes and every home would have a a guest room for people to come stay. But when they got to Bethlehem, the family's house had no guest room available. There was no room. And so the, the owner of the house said, well, I'm busy. I've got no room to, to take you in. And I imagine that the homeowner or whoever that guy was that was looking after the home thought, you know, this is just a, it's a busy time of year. It's, I mean, the cricket's on TV, we've got the family around, the turkey's in the oven. I mean, it's just mayhem. I don't have, an, I don't have time for a whole other family, let alone a, a pregnant one. Like, it's, this is, this is crazy. Like, oh, just find, go to Uncle Joe's house or go to, Auntie Bethel's house or, or go somewhere else like I've just got no room I've got no room and I wonder if at Christmas time we might be the same in our walk with Jesus Jesus God with us comes to us and we just say look you know what this is just a really busy time crickets on turkeys in the oven I've got every room in the house taken there's kids everywhere it's mayhem like I just I can't deal with something else can't deal with something else got no room 
You know, there's so much that we have to fit into our lives, and especially at Christmas time, there's so much that we could squeeze into our life. And my challenge and my question for us this morning is, where, which room does Jesus have in your life? Which space does Jesus have in your life? Is He someone that comes just at Christmas and you sort of go, oh, don't come in the front door, just like, it's good that you've come and Christmas is great and all that, but... I've got so much in, in my life. I'm, I'm jam-packed full of family or work and recreation and so many other things. Like, I don't have time for Jesus. The homeowner, after initially probably saying, oh, I don't have any room, after Mary and Joseph say, well, I mean, she's just about in the throes of labor. Like, can we have somewhere and so there was a common area where the animals would have been fed and, and looked after and animals in these days would have been like pets and part of the family they would have been fed in, in, a, in a room and so that's where they were and that's where Mary gave birth to the son of God and he kind of sees the homeowner kind of sees the importance of what's happening in front of him he says oh, all right you can go out the back you can go out the back I'll squeeze you in I'll attempt to fit you in and maybe for Christmas, that's where you're at this morning. It's like, ah, oh, Jesus has a little, he has a place in my life, but it's, it's out the back. It's out the back. I'm not going to put him in the, in the best. I'm not giving up my space in the house. I'm not giving up the master suite. He can go out the back. And again, God with us, Jesus coming to earth. He doesn't want to be put out the back. That's not... Was, that was never his purpose. That was never his intent in your and my life. His intent and his purpose was to come and lead us, to be the king we could never be, to be God with us, God with us. Sometimes it's just easy to put Jesus in the margins of our life, out the back, where it's easy to say, well, I've got all these other things happening and if there's time left over at the end of the day, maybe I'll come and knock on your door and, and see if you want a meal or a drink or a cup of tea. But for the bulk of my life, for the bulk of my time, I've got so much else on, so much else to do that, Jesus, you can just be in the margins. The other thing that strikes me about this story is that it was just a temporary place for Jesus. It was in a stable. It was in a, in a manger out the back. It was the homeowner had this idea in his mind, well, you can come, you can stay, you can have your baby, and then... You can go. You never had those guests that come at Christmas that you love to see, but you also just like two days into their visit, you're like, oh my gosh, it's not even Christmas yet. I've got five more days of these people. Ah! We've got, I mean, that's why we sent Royce and Brooke to Wodonga. No. They're coming back next weekend and, oh, oh, man, it's great having them back. No, they're just, we'd welcome them back in a heartbeat. But you know those, you've got that relative that's just a bit loud, a bit boisterous, a bit inappropriate, a bit whatever they might be and you just think, oh, just can't wait to see the, see the back of you. Like, I love you, your family. And that's the only reason you're here. But I'd love... I love when Christmas is done and we can just get back to some normality. And I reckon in our Western culture, in our Australian culture, Jesus comes and visits at Christmas time. Jesus comes and we think about him a bit more. 
Or maybe at Easter time, we think about him a bit more. It's like he comes and takes the guest room and we think, oh, it's good. Jesus, yeah, I must follow him. I must, must dedicate my life to him a bit more. But Jesus never intended to take the guest room of anyone's life. He never intended to come and visit of anyone's life. In, in fact, in Ephesians 3.17, it says, Then Christ will make his home in your hearts. Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. Or in John 1.14, it says, The Word became flesh and made his home amongst us. Jesus' desire for you and me is to make his home in our life. Not to be a guest in our life. Not to come and visit at Christmas and think, Ah, oh, it's good. But I... I sort of look forward to next year when I don't have to think about him as much. Jesus' desire is that he would be the, the leader, the king of your life, that he would come and make a home in your life. And so this Jesus who we celebrate each Sunday at church, especially at Christmas and Easter, is here. He is here with us, God with us. That's what Christmas is all about. And he's here to give us freedom. He's here to give us forgiveness, to give us hope, to give us purpose. And I don't know what the story of your life is up until this moment, but I do know this, Jesus knows. And he loves you. And in Revelation 3, verse 20, it says, he stands at the door and he knocks and he's waiting to be invited in. He wants to make a home. He wants to have a meal. He wants to share with you. He wants to give you that hope and that purpose. It doesn't matter what your story is up until this moment. The question is, are you gonna open the door and let this King, God with us, come and enter your life and make His home in your heart? Or is He just visiting for Christmas? Is He just like that relative? Or is He part of the family? Is He the leader? And whether you're at church every week or whether you're at church for the first time, this message is for you. Is Jesus at home in your heart? Is He the leader? Is He the King? Is He Emmanuel, God with you? The King you could never be. Just like Mary and Joseph stood at their relative's house knocking on the door, looking for somewhere to put God, to welcome Jesus into the world. God is knocking at the door of our lives saying, will you let me in? Will you let me be the leader? So I wonder maybe this Christmas might be the Christmas that changes your life forever. This might be the Christmas, the time in your life where you make a decision to let Jesus be the leader, the king, the ruler, the God of your life. Not just a visitor, not someone you turn away, but someone you welcome in. And you say, God, if you're real, would you be the leader? Would you be the king of my life? And so I want to give you this hope and this message this morning that Jesus is ready and willing to come into anyone's heart who would welcome him. You don't have to get your life together before he will knock at your, knock at your door. You don't have to have your life sorted or, or, or all the things sorted out. You just need to let him in. You need to recognize that he is the reason. He is the, he is the answer to getting your life sorted to overcoming the obstacles, to overcoming the sin, the, the brokenness in your life. He is the one that was um, destined and purposed to put you back together. And so the band's going to come and we're going to sing one more song together. And maybe this morning, this is where you're at. You think, Brad, you, I feel like you're speaking directly to me. 
that I have been that person that's just been putting Jesus out the back in a guest room, in a temporary place, maybe turning him away. And maybe this Christmas today is a moment for you to let him in and make a home in your heart, to be the king, to be the ruler, God of your life. I'd love to pray with you. I'd love to encourage you in that journey. And so as we sing this song, I'm just going to be standing in the front. And if you would like to, I'd love to pray with you. I'd love to encourage you. Can we stand together? And God, we thank you for this moment. We thank you that you are here with us. Emmanuel. God, that you have brought us back to God in a way we never could. And Jesus, we thank you so much for Christmas. We thank you for the hope that it stirs in us the purpose that it brings to us. And God, I pray that you would call people back to you this morning, that this morning might be a moment in someone's life where they decide to let you in for the first time. That you would make a home in our hearts this morning. We thank you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.